Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of The Charming Chronicles, where I review manga from the shoujo genre all the way to some fantasy or even slice of life. I am your host, Empress Chronicle. In today's episode, I will be going over Josie, the Tiger, and the Fish by Seiko Tanabe, in art by Nao em- Emoto. Emoto. I'm pretty sure I am mispronouncing that. <laughs> but yes, this manga is actually based on the animated movie of the same name. It's collected in one omnibus, and for those who do not know what an omnibus is, it's just a large book with many pages, typically containing more than one volume of manga, but being sold as a set all together. I remember picking this up for my birthday last year as I'm always somehow interested in buying large volumes of manga for ease of collection. Of course, you can make the argument that they would just end up taking up more space, and you would be right. <laughs> I remember when I was browsing the manga section of Barnes & Noble's, this particular cover caught my attention, as the cover art contained a young woman looking somewhat sad and serious while looking off into the distance, while the back cover contained the young man who was looking at her with kind of like a solemn look to his eyes. The story starts out with her main male protagonist, Suneo, a college student interested in the ocean with dreams of studying abroad in Mexico to further his interests and his studies in regards to the subject matter. You see him talking to his friends and co-workers, Hayato and Mai, whom has an unrequited crush on Suneo, as they finish the day for their part-time job. As their day ends, Suneo is walking home when he hears the sound of something coming down a hill at a fast speed. Turns out, it's a young woman on a wheelchair who was barreling fast down the hill. Suneo acts quickly and manages to catch the young woman as she flies off her wheelchair, managing to avoid getting seriously hurt. Shortly, the young woman's grandma comes down the hill thanking Suneo for catching Kumiko, who prefers going by Josie. Her grandmother explains that Josie was born this way, and unfortunately, some neighborhood kids had pushed her down the hill. Her grandmother then invites Suneo over for dinner after noticing that Suneo's food was still in his bag. Suneo takes the offer and enjoys a meal together with Josie and her grandmother. Josie is less than thrilled as she is abrasive towards Suneo after calling him a pervert for touching her shoulder, something that he did in order to catch her but she won't hear any different. The dinner comes to an end, and as Suno is about to leave, Josie's grandmother stops him. She offers him a part-time job as Josie's caretaker. The only rules are, one, you have to do everything she says, and two, she cannot step outside. Suno, seeing an opportunity to earn more money, especially something that would help him save towards his goal to live abroad, takes the opportunity. Unfortunately, it was a very rocky start as Josie was being unnecessarily mean to Suneo, requesting of him random and exaggerated tasks, going as far as asking him to go and find four-leaf clovers for her and bringing it back so she can make a wish, or counting the ridges in the tatami mat just to pass the time because she she was just not having it. She was not happy with him. But the problem is here that she never really stated or what the reason was why she didn't want Suneo around. It was simply that she was just taking advantage of the fact that his grandmother told, that her grandmother, excuse me, said, well, you're now the part-time caretaker for her and I'll pay you for it. But aside from the rocky start and the way that they met, Josie never really fully explains why she was so mean to him in the beginning. She was just entirely abrasive. And this may be due to how she was brought up because her grandmother constantly told her that the outside was quote-unquote full of wild animals. These ridiculous demands slowly start to take a toll on Suneo, whose personality, whose 
cheery, usually cheery, you know, countenance is, no, it's not the word. Countenance is not the word. Countenance is something different. <laughs> but usually, like, Sunil is very cheery, very hardworking, right? And his coworkers started to notice that he was just being very down in the dumps, very, very angry, not at them, but just always complaining about the situation of his second part-time job, which was the caretaker with Josie. They even go as far as to tell him, you know, so you know, you, you can't quit, right? You can quit because it's just not doing well for you. Sunil, on the other hand, is like, no, he's not going to give up because he needs the money, especially if he can't find a scholarship to pay for the majority, if not everything, to be able to study abroad. While the relationship between Josie and Sunil started off very rocky, it soon revealed, like I stated earlier, that Josie was sheltered by her grandmother. Her grandmother constantly telling her the outside world is quote-unquote full of wild animals and it's not until Sunil learns of Josie's love of the ocean that Josie begins to become independent and actually want to live a life for herself and this relationship that Sunil cultivates with Josie becomes so pivotal for him later on and more on how Josie lived a sheltered life so her grandmother has basically have her had her live this way like don't go outside the world is full of wild animals right there's nothing good for you out there and this basically started after she started to take care of Josie it's mentioned in the manga that Josie lost her parents at a young age and again Josie was just born without um, her legs functioning it even shows how much she's been sheltered because even the social workers that often come to speak with the grandmother tell her you know, you need, we have, you need to let her go. You need to let her do these things. We have programs that are able to show her, you know, to help her. So that way that the day that you are no longer with her, she is able to still somehow sustain herself. She's still able to pay her bills, you know, have a job, have a full life. And the grandmother's just very adamant not to have that. Mind you, she often goes out gambling. <laughs> so it's not like she's, unaware of these things right or unaware of what life is actually like or how how amazing life can be right but she'd rather keep Josie enclosed like in a cage and it's not until one at one point when Sunil comes in to do his part-time job and doesn't find Josie and runs after her finding her about to essentially take her own life while you know trying to put herself on these like train tracks that he stops her and they have a conversation they do get mad at each other but Sunil decides then to take her to see the ocean after he learns about her love for the ocean and for the sea. This first event where, you know, remember, one of the rules was that she can't go outside. Of course, after the first time that Sunil takes her to the beach again, after years of not being able to see it, they decide right then and there that they were going to continuously step out and you know just go on little like excursions just so Josie can see the world and what's in it and it's within these moments right that Josie starts to open up to people to open up to him and realize that what her grandmother was doing was wrong right of course there is a moment where she gets frustrated at her grandmother because she realizes that there's more to life than the four walls in her house right and her grandmother continuously hammers to her like you know the world outside is full of what a full not fold <laughs> is full of wild animals and she gets upset but that doesn't stop her from continuously going with Sunil you know and learning what's out there she meets she basically makes a friend at a library 
and realizes, you know, that it's that things are, are better than what she was told, that she can really do something out there despite her being in a wheelchair, you know, despite her having um, a disability, that it doesn't make her any less than, right? And so with all these things, she starts to realize that there is something that she can do. She even starts drawing again, which she stopped doing because she felt that it was pointless. She begins having dreams of being able to have her own life and being an artist and trying to make a living off of that and decides to even take up a part-time job later on at the bookstore that she went to with Suneo and made friends with the librarian there and decides to even try to read to the kids, <laughs> which didn't work out at the first time. But more on that later because it's such a it's such a pivotal scene when she redoes it again and is successful. But I don't want to get too into it because this next part is very, very important to the story. And it just shows how amazing and how far the relationship between Josie and Sunil became. You have to look at Sunil and Josie in this way. Sunil is a young man who has everything going for him. A good part-time job, a future. And the story even showed that he was able to be accepted into the school that he wanted to get to in Mexico. In fact, a professor personally extended the offer to Sunil and was just waiting for Sunil to give him a yes so that way Sunil could apply you know and formally be um, admitted as a student he had he had it already and he had he was given six months right once immediately he says yes he had six months to stay in Japan and then he would go conversely you have Josie who has had basically everything taken from her mainly because her grandmother told her to live this way because of her disability right that there's nothing good out there in the world and so she doesn't know what it has to offer. So when Josie finds out through Mai, right, who once more I mentioned earlier is one of his coworkers who has a crush on, on Sunil, comes to visit her. Mai tells Josie, you need to let Sunil go. You need to let him go so that way he's able to go to Mexico and fulfill his dream and do what he wants. He, she begins to tell him how much he's worked hard towards this, how much He's been waiting for this and that she would feel bad that Sunil doesn't end up going because he's worried about Josie and what's going to happen to her. This gets Josie thinking about the future and how she's been relying on him to see things, which is not a bad thing, but just how much she still has left to grow, right? And that this wasn't going to last forever. It's kind of like a splash of cold water because she's like, okay, this thing that I've painted in my mind isn't going to last forever and eventually I do have to make my own decisions I do have to do things on my own and so this gets her down in the dumps and Sunil soon comes after the conversation Mai is nowhere to be seen she's she left as soon as she finished telling what she had to say to, to Josie and Josie and Sunil have a conversation and Josie gets sad and she gets upset because she knows that this isn't, isn't going to last forever and she has to let him go and as she is trying to finish the conversation because she doesn't want to continue it because she knows where it's going to make her sad and she knows where this is going to go. She tries to cross the street and her wheelchair gets stuck on a hole in the street. She falls off her chair into incoming traffic. Sunil sees this, rushes after her, and instead of her getting hurt, Sunil is the one who ends up getting hit by the car. So now their roles are somewhat switched. Sunil ends up breaking a bone that will take some time to recover and the doctors don't give him a promising prognosis to begin with. They tell him that they ca he can recover, that there's a solution, but there's also a chance that he could never walk again. This comes to Sunil as shocking news, as like devastating news, because 
the ocean and swimming are things that are vital, that are integral to who he is as a person. Not only that, but this came during a time where he was getting ready to leave in six months to Mexico. In Sunel's eyes, his life is over. He's lost it all. That's how he currently sees the world. This once cheery young man, with everything going for him, had the rug pulled under his feet, and now believes that everything is over and that he will never have his life back again. Josie is distraught and feels incredibly guilty, but instead of wallowing in her guilt, she decides to use this opportunity in order to show Sunil that things are not bad, that things do not end because something is taken away from you. This event, as tragic as it seems, was what made Josie push herself forward to make a life for herself. Whereas before, it was Sunil who was Josie's source of inspiration and motivation to actually move forward. Josie shows Sunil that despite his current circumstance and despite things ending differently than what he had intended for or planned, there is still hope. At this time, Sunil ends up in a very dark pit of depression, believing, again, that there's nothing for him in life. Josie ends up taking this opportunity once more to push herself to really show that there is still life despite your circumstances, that there is still hope, that even if things have taken a left turn, there is still a light at the end of the tunnel. During this time, Josie was still trying to mourn the death of her grandmother, which is was huge, right? It came out of nowhere, which is one of the reasons why Mai was telling Josie, you need to let Sunoa go because Josie had nothing going on for her. And Josie really does do something with herself. She ends up going back to the library and taking a part-time job. The part-time job available was to read to the children who came to the library. And if you recall, the first time Josie did it, it was very bad. <laughs> All the kids left. During her part-time job, she ends up drawing slash writing a book. She does this to give Sunil the push that she that it's not she, he needs to move forward. So she finishes drawing and writing the story and decides that she's going to read it at story time for the children. She comes to the hospital and tells Sunil, I would like you to come and see and hear this story. Sunil's kind of eh about it, but he decides to go. He decides to go and is moved by the story that Josie had created and drawn herself and read to the children. It was a resounding success. The children stayed. Josie got over her fear and her, her nerves, and people enjoyed it. Sunel was moved to tears because the story was about a mermaid who was helped by a stranger with wings. This is obviously a reflection of the relationship that Josie and Sunel had at the beginning and how Josie, at the end of the day, viewed Sunel as somebody, like an angel, right, who came to help, as cheesy as it sounds. <laughs> but... It told how the mermaid was sad and how things were difficult and this person, this angel came out of nowhere and decided to help. And because of the persistent help, because of what they did, they realized that things are not as bad as they seem. Once more, Sunel is moved to tears and realizes that the feelings that he had been feeling weren't going to get him anywhere and that he should try. And so he ends up doing his utmost to be able to walk again. And realizing that even if he has to postpone his trip to Mexico, it's not over. There's still moments or a time where he can go once again. His therapy is successful and he eventually ends up being able to walk once more. I read this entire manga in one sitting and it was such a great read. It highlights what life is like for someone like Josie, who felt like there was nothing she could do because that's what those around her told her that she was an inconvenience and that the world outside is nothing more than a place of quote unquote full of wild animals. 
Granted, I do not know what life is like for someone with disabilities in Japan. Compared to someone like Sunail, who worked hard and is finally seeing the fruits of his labor, only to have the rug pulled out from under him and causing a delay, which sent him down a very dark spiral of depression. Chijozi showing Sunail that despite one circumstance, not all is lost, and that something more beautiful can come out on the other side. That one can come out stronger and bolder and with stronger convictions because of what they had gone through. The moments between Josie and Sunil did not seem forced and were interesting to watch them grow together to eventually confessing their love for one another. Josie, the tiger and the fish, was such a great pick and I am very happy that I have it in my personal library. I am, trust me. <laughs> um, I highly recommend this one for anyone looking for a heartwarming manga about what it means to grow up, find one's independence, and overcome adversity when things are on the line. I hope you all enjoy this first episode of the Charming Chronicles podcast. I hope to have you all listening once more at the next episode. Have a safe one. God bless. Stay safe. Remember, God is good. <laughs>